Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization get to their next level by focusing on what matters. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I am here with my ever so lovely co-host, Melanie Montgomery, and we have someone very special that we're going to be talking about today. So Melanie, I'm going to let you take it away from here. Yeah, thank you, Shondell. So today we have a special guest, Ed Wickman. He and I have a special relationship, I think. He (laughs) replaced me at my last job, and that organization was one that was near and dear to my heart, and it was so important for me to pass the baton onto someone that would continue growing the team, continue helping elevate others. And when I met Ed, I was immediately like, this is the right guy. We connected (laughs) over books and talking about leadership. And so I'm excited to have him here so he can share uh, more about what he does and how he implements different tools to help grow the team. So Ed, do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Currently, like you said, I'm uh, the executive director of hospitality here at Quinault Beach Resort and Casino. I work for five different tribal casino resorts around the country in New Mexico, California. Uh, I grew up in the ranks uh, in the culinary side, graduated from culinary arts and was a chef for a number of years, executive chef at HBO headquarters in Manhattan and some restaurant chef at the Plaza Hotel. So I worked for Fairmont, Hilton and Marriott, different hospitality businesses before I found out about Indian gaming. So my career has just been sort of chasing larger and larger teams just because I like to work with people and try to influence people. So just have a strong passion for food and beverage. I love that. I love people who say they want to lead large teams because they love people. That is my, that's my love language right there. Just love it. Well, today we're going to be really um, digging into some of your experience, Ed, and we're right now going through and, and educating people on kind of like our Shondell group playbook, our process. We all know that you're either in a healthy cycle of growth or you are in an unhealthy one, which we affectionately call the cycle of misery. And that is where we get our eyes on the leader versus what really matters, which is our values. We've been talking about when you focus on your values and a pain point comes along, now you know what to do. You go in to purposely connect. There's three things you're going to do there. You're going to align everyone to the purpose, mission, and values. You're going to work on communication and you've got to take trust to the next level. So, uh, Melanie, I know you and the Quinault folks and with Ed have been doing some great work over there. Do you want to share a little bit about where you guys have been working this cycle? Yeah, so a lot of our work focus and the purpose we connect as we shared tools with all the leaders so they could have shared language of how to really grow others. One thing that I really appreciate about Ed and all of our trainings and all the things that we did was that he always had a lot of insight to bring in experiences that he had had in previous organizations with previous teams and bringing new tools to the table to supplement what we were giving them already. So Ed, I'm curious if you can share with us a top favorite tool that you really enjoy using with your team. I mean, obviously, one-on-one meetings is is key where I can take a deeper dive into how they're doing. That's an important tool. Just open communication, a lot of management by walking around, going out and and working with people in their areas. I think genuinely connecting uh, on a daily basis is so important, you know, to ask people, how are you doing today? And and actually wait for the answer and, and don't just listen to the verbal answer, but look at the body language. Like in the morning, I could take a 15 minute walk through my entire area 
and I get a pulse check on how everyone is. And you can see little embers that could flare up into a fire later on in the day. So just by taking that, it helps you engage. You know, maybe manage by walking around is, is an important one. And then and then the one-on-ones are, are really key. When I look at the unhealthy cycle of misery, to me, that just speaks to that boss mentality of back in the day when it was authoritarian and it's my way or the highway. And you know, if you don't like it, you can leave. You know, I do it because I'm the boss and, and et cetera, et cetera. That, that's the cycle of misery to me. Yes. Um, obviously, a very old school approach. Being a leader, that, that's that healthy cycle of growth is, is being a true leader where you show empathy for your team and genuine care through your actions. I just think that's critical. One of the passionate changes I've made at multiple properties is I'll go in and they'll talk about write-ups, these write-ups. I got a write-up for my attendance and I got a write-up for my performance. And it drives me through the roof because for me, a write-up is something you get when you get pulled over by police. You know, you get a ticket, that's a write-up. You know, a write-up is something that's a quick transaction. Here you go, sign it. Oh, you don't want to sign it? Great, I'll get a witness. Here you go, file it away. Where coaching and counseling is where you come alongside of somebody and then instead of directing your focus right at them, you both are side by side looking over at the problem or the issue that you want to work with. That kind of speaks to the healthy cycle of growth. I love it. I love love all those pieces that you brought so much to unpack there. And really what I hear you saying is that you really focus on getting to know your people and seeing them as people and really helping them grow and help them be the best and just be able to show up authentically and in the purposely connect phase, a lot of what we're doing is building trust. In order to do that, they have to know that we're there for them and that we're there to support them and not there to get them in trouble, give them a ticket. I love that analogy. I agree that that is such a great way to build trust is really getting to know people and letting them know you as well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this foundationally, some of the building blocks that are underneath this concept of the healthy cycle of growth is fundamental human behaviors. Typically, people don't really give a damn what you know until they know you care. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's children or it's your subordinates, your team, like until you establish that you care about them, they're not going to really listen and follow you so much Mm -hmm. from my experience. I agree fully. I'm curious, what is the magic advice or what's the one tip you would give to people on doing an incredible one-on-one? I break it up into a few categories. The first thing I like to start with is I expect the person to come in and I want them to start with celebrations, victories, accomplishments. Come in and, and tell me over the last week what's gone well. And there's no nothing too small. Come and celebrate your victories. I, I think that's an important start. And then after that, what concerns do you have? What headwinds are you facing? You know, what problems are you having? And we go over those concerns. And then also like, what, what are you working on? Your top three things you're focused in on this week. You know, it's all about getting them to sort of articulate what they're going through essentially. And I try to limit them to three or less points. I don't want to get into a long to-do list. You know, as a leader, I'm really serving them, right? So I have to extract out what help they need from me. How can I help facilitate, you know, creating some, some solutions? So I, I keep it simple and just keep those three categories and then through their concerns, say, what can I do to help? And I feel like that format shows I care in, in and of itself. And it really gives them time to sort of talk and maintain responsibility as opposed to them coming in and I'm, I'm like dictating like a boss. 
And then, of course, as you know, I'm speaking to the choir here and telling you this, but, you know, asking powerful questions and those key questions to to get out of them, because the irony is that usually they know the answers. It's just they need a guidance person to help ask the right question to get them to think a certain way, maybe a paradigm shift. That's part of the healthy cycle of growth is, you know, you're experiencing pain in this moment and you're doing something the same way you've always done it. Well, guess what? It, it, it's not working in this situation. You got to create another avenue, a paradigm shift or, you know, different kind of approach. And I've experienced that. I've learned that been difficult because you, you get success and you build a team. I mean, a team takes two to three years, I think, easily to build and you build one successfully and it's great. Oh, this is great. You go to another property and you don't have the same players and you don't necessarily have the same environment. You don't have the same mission and value statement. You don't have the same compass. So you have to change your ways. You, you can't be stuck and say, well, it worked over there. So we're going to do it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Ed, I'm curious, you have been managing uh, for some years. Have you seen the progression from that cycle of misery or old school or kind of boss to value? Like what, how has been your transition into that new way of thinking your paradigm and the healthy cycle of growth? I absolutely have seen a huge growth. I was without a doubt a boss mentality when I started. And, and, and when you start, like I had no tools in the tool belt. So there's stories I could tell you when I first took a supervisory role, but I wouldn't do it on a podcast. I tell you separately. <laughs> but things I did that were just highly inappropriate today in terms of being a boss, right? That authoritarian type person. And so that's how I used to be because I didn't have any tools. And so I just felt like, well, I'm going to treat people the way my dad treated me when he was getting me to do chores on a Saturday afternoon. And I just wanted to go out and play ball. He'd go, hey, get those, get the pile of leaves done. Get this done. Get this done. You're not doing anything else till you get that done. And it was just kind of that army mentality. So that's how I used to be. When I was at Black Oak Casino Resort, I was there for about eight years, and I ended up spending a lot of time with the team member relations people. One of them had a master's degree in psychology. He was also a police detective. Another guy was an investigator detective. He turned into becoming a therapist. So spent a lot of time learning about human behavior. You know, it kind of touches on, on some of these tools. You got to find the genius in each person. You got to find their strengths and, and, and how can you encourage them to be better? Mm, that's so good. I love that, Ed. And, you know, you and I have talked a lot about different challenges that we face, especially when we are a leader in an organization, but we have a team of leaders that we work with. And one struggle I faced was how do I get all of my peers to buy into all of this leadership stuff? And how do we overcome when not all of them are on board? Maybe you can share a little bit about ways that you help facilitate that process and help get your peers or even your supervisor on board with these new things. That's a tough one. I'm still asking that question. <laughs> I'm still running into uh, challenges in that area. I think it's important to use common language. You know, I always like to establish the compass. That's why like here, creating our values, our mission and value statements, great, because it's a, it's a common motive that we can all share. Ever since we developed the values, transparency, humility, integrity, respect, dedication, I try to use those words and sentences as much as I can mm-hmm. and demonstrate my motive through using that those words in my vocabulary and how I communicate ideas. I say things like, okay, I just want to be transparent. So I'm going to share this with you. 
or remember, we need to maintain people's respect. You know, that that's part of the coaching and counseling part. It's an approach in which you're correcting a behavior or establishing an expectation that's not being met or reestablishing that, but you're doing it in a way where the person feels respected and they don't lose their dignity. And, and when that happens, they're more apt to walk away going, you know what, I think I'm going to try this. So I, I think using that nomenclature, the common uh, nomenclature, so to speak, is important. And then just being a little bit of a mule and being stubborn and never give up and just mm-hmm. keep on chipping away at it. Sometimes you have to chip away over a long period of time. So I I have a tendency to focus in on the chipping away part. Like, I just want to do this task. I just want to accomplish this. I'm just going to work on this today. I'm going to work on this tomorrow. And then I look back over a year and I'm like, oh my God, this is where we've come. I know that here at this property, I had a problem when I started that I noticed and it's happened at other properties, but at this property, really a a light bulb came up. There's been a little bit of turnover. Like Melanie, you were here for a little while, but previous has been a lot of turnover. So I realized like, hey, I might be coming in saying the right things and doing the right things, but there's people looking at me like, how long is this guy going to be here for? What is he going to be here? Six months, a year? Like, is he really committed to us or is he just going to make us change all this stuff? We're going to do all these different things. And in a year from now, he's going to leave just like the rest of them did. Mm -hmm. So I had that little bit of a headwind and I acknowledged and I said, oh, I get that. So I had to factor that into my strategy. Now they're saying, oh my God, I don't think he's ever going to leave. <laughs> One thing that I found throughout my career was I had to really develop a lot of relationships with especially my peers and my boss to really have that ability to then pull them aside and coach and mentor and really help bring them along. When I came into an environment where there was a lot of blame in the organization. And so I really, number one, had to just show people what it looked like to not blame and display the behavior that I wanted to embody within our group and then stand up for what I thought was right. But then on the side say, hey, what if we did this or what if we did that? But you have to have that trust in those relationships in order for them to listen and for those conversations to be healthy. And I know that you're really good at developing relationships. Maybe you can speak into that a little bit. For me, it's about being authentic. And um, if you have a problem with somebody, you figure out a way to discuss it with them. So like one of the golden rules for me is I don't get involved in complaining and about other people, maybe even other directors. I don't get in the habit of being disgruntled or talking behind their back. I maintain that respect. I utilize the DISC approach where I kind of look at some of their tendencies, whether I know their DISC scores or not. I'm starting to learn how I identify like, oh, they're a high D and, you know, I need to approach this way or high S. I got to say a few things personally first. And so I, I utilize some of those techniques. One way that I do it personally, I tend to have a lot of gratitude each and every day and acknowledge everyone I can. And I'm talking about people that aren't even my department. I'm telling the porters picking up trash, you you do an amazing job. You're incredible. And we can't do it without you. And that little interaction, I feel like it builds equity over time so that, you know, I build some positive equity with a director because I'm complimenting his team or their processes. Even if I'm frustrated with that person, I build equity and then it kind of sets it up for me to come back alongside of them at the right time to say, hey, can we talk about something that, that's bothering me? I'm having challenge like, and have them maybe help come up with a solution. That, that's been effective to me. Each day is a chance to build equity with people. That's right. Um, and I do that when I manage by walking around. I shower people with compliments every day. I think that's critical. 
that's part of retention too, right? You know, if you're not showing appreciation and you're engaging in micromanagement, you're just fast tracking your people out the door. I don't know what the stats are right now. Three, four, five thousand dollars to get somebody rehired and trained is back into their spot which is a hidden cost. I feel like people are, they want to feel valued. They want to feel supported and they want to be inspired. Mm, So good. Gosh, I feel like we've only scratched the surface, Melanie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We got it. We got to bring you back in. You know, these 20 minute podcasts sound really good until you get into a really good conversation with someone like you, Ed. I appreciate that. All right, Melanie, I guess we got to land the plane. I'm so sad because I have so much I want more I want to learn from Ed. And so I thought we could each share one takeaway that we have. Um, that we want our listeners to really clue into. I know for me, I really liked what you had to say about that constant connection, that managing by walking around and building the equity. I call it the emotional bank account in that person so that when you got to take those withdrawals, they don't hurt so bad. So I'll kick over to you, Melanie. Yeah, I love that you brought up just being genuine and authentic and spending time with people. I think that when we know people as people and they know us as people, it really just helps us work together and have hard conversations and make sure that we're all going in that right direction. So good. All right, Ed, what's your one takeaway that you want people to walk out of here? Engaging with you guys kind of energizes you. So that that's one of my takeaways, but reminded me of the healthy cycle of growth and then the unhealthy cycle. I know that I went through the class, but full transparency, I forgot about a lot of it. But ironically enough, it all fits in with what we're doing here, whether we're doing it or I see other people doing it, either the positive or the negatives. And I can utilize that as a tool now. So I'm taking away these tools and saying, well, geez, I see an opportunity to incorporate this this coming week, actually. So that's, that's my takeaway. That is so great. I have one more. I want to add one more now that I get, I get the ball back. I love what you said too, about that. You didn't have the skills. And when we don't have the skills, we don't know how to manage well. Like we just don't have it. And that's what Melanie and I are very passionate about that. We feel like every leader could use tools to get them. And in the end, what I love Ed is when you left the dictatorship and went into just leading with your genuine heart, all the lives that you're able to touch. And I just, you know, that makes Melanie and I just very happy because that's what we're all about. Thank you so much, Ed, for all that you've brought to this podcast to our listeners. If you want to learn more about the process, this whole season of the podcast is all about it. So make sure to go back and listen to the beginning. So we love you listeners. We really just want to answer your questions. We want to be helpful and really help you grow. So please Send us your feedback, send us your questions. We'd love to talk more and engage with what is going to be helpful for you. And before we go, Melanie, remember, we always like to say, be the best you can be today. Bye-bye.